Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food Good morning, good morning, St. Paul, Twin Cities. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I really do appreciate you taking a moment, a few moments, if you would, a full hour, if you'd let me, <laughs> to just talk to you about some food. Uh, first and foremost, uh, it's a wonderful Saturday, so hope you all are going to get out and enjoy some this beautiful weather. But I always start off with the telephone number because I really want to engage you as a community to you know have questions and suggestions and so forth. So let me give that to you right now. It is 651-200-3479. Again, that is 651-200-3479. And, you know, I'm going to give you some social media just so that you could... Make sure that you're up to date with following The Unbougie Foodie. So you can find me on Facebook at The Unbougie Foodie, uh, on Instagram, which is The underscore Unbougie Foodie, and on Twitter. I always say I'm not a ranter, but you will actually see a point or two that I'll make on Twitter, uh, which is uh, at Unbougie Foodie. And definitely please visit the website which is www.theumbougiefoodie.com where you'll find articles that I've written as well as past shows like this one hopefully you're not going to be missing my shows but that's okay (laughs) Uh, thank you so much for tuning in this morning please take a moment sit back have that cup of coffee myself cereal (laughs) and just you know enjoy the show so to start off, uh, I have two very important people, uh, special guests here in the booth with me. Uh, one is Chef DeMarco Cavill, and the other is Miss Cynthia Harris. So Chef Cavill, as one of the guests mainly, um, if you'd say hello, if you would. Hello, pleasure to be here today. My name is Chef DeMarco. Here to promote my uh, upcoming opening of my restaurant, Mama's Kitchen, here on the Great East Side of St. Paul. Awesome. Thank you so much. Ms. Harris, if you would. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> I'm Cynthia Harris. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with uh, Wesley and Ambuji Food. And, you know, just to talk about something that I love, cooking. Yay. <laughs> So, as I mentioned, we were talking before just briefly, and uh, first and foremost, I want to, uh, again, welcome you all both to the show, but um, I know, um, Chef Cavill, you are opening a restaurant uh, on the east side of St. Paul, Uh, and for, I believe, for the community, for yourself, um, it's it's something that's really really important. And uh, before we even really go into the restaurant, if you would tell us a little bit about your background, um, you know, 
because it's extensive and and i i think many would appreciate learning about you and you know uh and knowing more about you there, there are probably a lot of folks that already know but still if you could kind of educate us even further well you said we got a whole hour right yeah we got <laughs> no. time we got time we got time well i started this my culinary journey way back when i was about 16 years old Actually, right here on the east side, there was a Embers America. Some of you guys may remember those places, something like a Perkins. But I was just walking down the street one day, and they were uh, actually getting ready to open, and they were hiring, so I just stopped in there, filled out an application. They gave me a job as a dishwasher. About six months later, they came to me asking me if I knew how to cook. I'm like, well, I've been watching you guys on the line. I've been in the kitchen with my mom all these years. I'm like, I'm sure I could do it. Like, how Put me on the line. I hopped in there, and I've been on the line ever since. Nice, <laughs> nice. Now, that is to say that you started on the line. Where have you progressed, and you know what it's steps? Quite, quite the journey. <laughs> um, uh, about two years later, about eighteen years old, I um, got a really uh, nice job at a catering company called Wildside Caters. It was one of the number one caterers in the Midwest. I was 18 years old, fresh green, but the chefs there took me under their wing. Um, I was always able to, you know, work the VIP parties. I was able to cook for Obama, for um, Bill Clinton, Al Gore, Rudy Giuliani, I mean, Gladys Knight. I mean, you'd be surprised if you read my resume, some of the people I've cooked for. It's extensive and impressive. And that's, again, um, that's to your credit. I mean, to the quality as well as your creativity with your food and what you're actually presenting. That people are actually looking for someone that, gosh, I want somebody that adds some flavor, some taste, some creativity. So, and one thing about me is, um, you don't see a lot of African American chefs at the level I'm at. And I didn't go to culinary school. I mean, I went to culinary school. I didn't finish. I was working with the great chef at the time, and he hit me with the whole spew. Hey. I could pay you and teach you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I took that advice and worked under him for years. And I'm like, and that's perfect. That's wonderful. Um, Ms. Harris, if you would tell us a little bit about your, because you love to cook. Yes, we we yes. talked about this. <laughs> so I, like I said, I, I told, you know, we were discussing and I told her, I, I've tasted your food. I know the quality of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, uh, my cooking uh, experience starts with my mother, who was an awesome cook. Right. Um, her roots and my father's roots are from the South. So everything she made was from scratch. So I was in the kitchen, I think probably when I was about 12 years old. Started in the kitchen, watching her, everything she did. We didn't have box anything. And I carried that tradition on. So. Here I am today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you would, um, Chef Cavill, tell us uh, a bit about um, your venture, your the restaurant that's going to be opening up uh, in a few weeks, if you would. Um, yeah. That's Mama's Kitchen. Yes, yeah, Mama's Kitchen. Uh, dedication to my mother. Uh, she passed away about seven years ago on my birthday. Uh, she was always my biggest fan. She was my first culinary teacher, if you would. And her her lifelong dream was always to own a restaurant. Or when she got older, it was, oh, you're going to own a restaurant. I know you are, Mark. You're going to be successful. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And then when she passed, it was always been my goal these last years. Like, you know, one day, I said by the time I was 40, 
if I was gonna get my own restaurant and name it after her, and our time is here. There you go. Uh, what type of cuisine? Well, first off, let's talk about where it's gonna be located and why you picked this area too, as well. Uh, it's located here on the east side of St. Paul at 1058 Maryland Avenue, uh, right on the corner of Maryland and Earl. Okay. Um, I got. I've been telling people I could have easily opened a restaurant on a different side of town, North Carolina, where I just moved back from, anywhere, but something different about opening it on the east side. Like, growing up on the east side, we didn't have anything, any, you know, local businessmen or African-American business owners to look up to. You know, there was no, oh, oh, I see he's being successful. He owns a store. He can do this. You know, it was seeing the street guys or the, you know, street guys or basketball pretty much was your only outlet. But having that African-American pillar in the community you could look up to and say, right, there is another route. You know, this guy, I've seen this guy. They've seen me come up on the east side. They've seen right. me, you know, one of them make it, you know. That's awesome. Um, again, when you selected uh, the east side itself, uh, did you, you know, with all those points that you just made, was there any how do I put this? <laughs> Were there any other places that uh, tried to court you or say, "Hey, you know, we make it. You, you, you would do better over in this neighborhood rather than over in the east side." Oh yeah, even to this day, people are like, uh, "Man, it's, you know, it's crazy. You're actually doing it on the east side. You know, you could have could have did it here. You could have did it there and been more successful. We think, or could have did it there, but." It's not going to be the same as being on the east side. Right, because, and again, th it, this is just in my opinion. I mean, when you are within the community itself, I mean, don't you think it is, a, again, a, an encouragement to those within the community? I mean, here we have a restaurant that you're bringing into the neighborhood or um, uh, introducing to the neighborhood, and not only that you're going to be proud of, but the community itself. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a positive step, I think, yeah. for for anyone um, to see, and yeah. it's a it's a shining example too that you know, hey, when you put your mind to it, creativity, you know, and motivating things could happen, and never forget where you what you know your community and where yeah. you come from, yeah. if you would. Um, we I wanted to talk on the subject of, and I mentioned it before uh, about. Yeah, the cuisine specifically. Yeah. Uh, what type of cuisine is going to be at the restaurant? It, it's funny, like the conversation we had before mm -hmm. we got on air. Some people may call it comfort food. Another people may call it soul food. Food that comforts your soul. I mean, the food you grew up with. Food, you know, mashed potatoes, collard greens, cornbread. Food you remind you of, you know, your mama's house. Or, exactly. One of my things I like to pride myself in, everybody asks, why do you like being a chef? I'm like, yeah, the money's good and you get to travel, but... The satisfaction of get feeding somebody and them coming to you and telling you, you know, that food was the best they ever had or it reminds them of their mother or the best meal they had when they were a child. That's gratification for me. That's awesome. Ms. Harris, what about you? I, I totally agree to have that is one of the pleasures of being a, a cook is to have, you know, that you see the looks on people's face when they taste your food right. or the noise. Mm, oh, my God, this is so good to, to hear that. It, it it does give you a sense of pride because you are you are pleasing someone else and also feeding them at the same time. So I totally understand where he's coming from. That's awesome. Um, what 
it, stories you know do you have that uh, you'd like to share you know about and that's this is either one of you you know to about your cooking um experiences you know whether it be funny or just something that might be a bit encouraging that you'd like to share if you would i'm, t- I'm putting y'all on the spot see no. <laughs> I, it's not a like really off the wall on the spot it's one that i think that you probably have in back of your heads you probably know <laughs> it's funny it's a i'm gonna go back to a story I okay mentioned to you earlier um one time working for this company and had a gladys night party and, um uh, she had a backstage, so she had probably her and five of her crew members. She had a, a menu she wanted, like baked chicken, collard greens, baked sweet potatoes. And me, I'm just like a 21-year-old new cook in the place, and all the other people are like, all right, here's our menu. You know, we're going to knock it out. And they bring her the food, and they bring her whole baked sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so she sends her manager back like, this isn't sweet potatoes. This is a baked sweet potato. So they're, like, they're looking around, scrambling, like, what? I'm like, oh, let me see. I'm 21. I was like, oh, I know what she wants. You know, growing up, my mom was kitchen. I know what Gladys Knight wants. But then I brought it to her, and she was really nice, took pictures with me and everything. So that was a great experience. That's cool. Ms. Harris? Oh, let's see. I would say when I first got married and was cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and I thought for sure I had followed my mom's recipes to the T. And when I had finished the the dressing, it was the worst dressing Aww. I ever tasted in my life. Aww. And at the time, my husband was like, oh, baby, this is so good. I knew it wasn't good. We had, matter of fact, we had people come over. I love to entertain. So I had people come over. There were still lumps of cornbread still in the dressing. <laughs> so the key to good dressing is good cornbread. I know that now, but okay. then I didn't, I didn't know. That was a, a lesson learned. I had to call my mom and like, mom, my dressing turned out horrible. What did I do wrong? And she asked me, she said, walk me through what you did. Right. And as soon as I stopped at the cornbread, she said, oh, that's your mistake. Oh. So she told me what to do after that. I nailed it. Never the same Never again. The same. That's a good lesson to go by. <laughs> it's all in the cornbread. Yeah, exactly. it's all in the cornbread. What type of uh, tricks or of the trade uh, do you follow on a daily basis when it comes down to when you're preparing any type of cuisine? A trick? <laughs> okay, maybe not a trick. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a habit, maybe <laughs> something that uh, um, uh, something that you really follow. You know, proper preparation. Okay. Um, being properly prepped is key. No matter if your restaurant's feeding a thousand people or ten people, if you're organized, it will be, the flow will be easy. Understood. So I like to keep myself organized. Do you? Is it just uh, like entrees that you're actually going to be doing at um, the restaurant? Or will we're they... going to be also um, also offering catering. Okay. And um, we're starting here on the east side. It's a smaller location. There will be some seating, but our plans are to open up a larger seating area in probably 2019. Awesome. But the, yeah, the catering will be extensive. There's a website being built now, so there will be a catering menu takeout. So. That's cool. Uh, on the subject of restaurants and soul food, um, do you find that there is a lot or that there is a sufficient if for our communities um either there, one of there, you can answer there, no. <laughs> no there isn't especially if you would say for us by us if you would like uh sorry i'm gonna say this uh 
went to Revival one day. Only been there once. Right. You know, I walk in, the place is jam-packed. You know, I'm the only person of color in there. I mean, I walk in there, they look at me funny, you know, and this um, soul music playing, and you know, I sit down expecting, okay, maybe they're going to make some good food, and I eat the food, and I'm just like, oh, man, this isn't soul food. You know, they're, they're modeling it as soul food, and it's, you know, runny mac and cheese, and, you know, that and this, and so you look around, like, these people are, you know, there are hundreds of people in and out the door. I'm just like, wow. That actually, when I first went there about a year ago, that really gave me the bug to do it myself really eating the yeah, I'm just like yeah this isn't this right. isn't soul food okay and it's really I think people have a different interpretation of soul food you know and like you said I go to restaurants and and we'll sit down and eat and I'm very picky I'll, as soon as I start tasting it I try to figure out what they put in it <laughs> I remember this back in the yes, day <laughs> and, well it hasn't changed but the thing is I think people's taste buds are so different. I think because I come from a line of good cooks. You right. know, my aunts were good cooks. My mother was an awesome cook. So when you go to a soul food or what they say is soul food and you taste it, you know, the greens are bland. There's no right. soul. There's, exactly. there's no soul. And, and, you know, they get on us as African-Americans about the seasoning. Right, exactly. But you need the seasoning in order for it to taste good. Exactly. So that I, I don't think there's enough adequate soul food restaurants here and you know to your point you know my show at times it does talk on um cultural appropriation and that's you know not trying to be negative to restaurants and so forth but um it is more to a point of others you know kind of like encouraging them to come up with their own uh ways of preparing food that is, as you mentioned, for us, by us. Um, when I was having a conversation with a friend last night, I was, as I was telling you, that I, we couldn't figure out, or we had the conversation of, what is the difference between, oh, I have a call. <laughs> Excuse me for just a second. Hi, caller. Thanks so much for tuning in to WEQY. This is the Unbougie Foodie. Uh, What's your name and where are you calling from? Adam and calls from Somerset, Wisconsin. Hi, Adam. Thanks so much for your phone call. Um, did you have a question, a suggestion, or maybe you just want to add to the conversation? You know, I actually have uh, known DeMarco for a while. I'm, I'm guessing you're still talking to him. I, I, unfortunately, I don't get the radio station over here, but I've seen on Facebook. Uh, he was on your station, and actually I just wanted to congratulate him. I worked with him throughout his career. Um, he's an amazing chef, and I'm excited for what he's going to do. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks so much for your phone call. I mean, uh, this is honestly, it is an honor for me to have him, too. We are actually talking about um, the restaurant that he is actually going to be presenting to the community and everything. So, you know, we really do appreciate, I'm quite sure he appreciates your phone call, and so does yeah, the radio you know, station. I, I was never surprised you know, I worked with the kid for a long time, and I always seen it in his eyes. He had the fire, the passion, and I always knew that he was going to be able to give back to the community like he wanted to. So, so awesome. Well, again, so way, to, way to way to go, to Marco. I will see you at your soft opening. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Go Vikings. <laughs> That's right, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for your phone call, Adam. Absolutely. Have a good one. That's awesome. 
was unexpected. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you again, Adam, for you know for you know giving uh, Chef Demarco some encouragement and everything. So we appreciate that. Um, gosh, what was I going to say? I, I I was surprised by the phone call. <laughs> um, I was going to say that uh, in talking to that friend uh, for us by us. Um, you know, we couldn't figure out what made that different because there are many, the restaurants that we have within the, I'll say the Twin Cities that do concentrate or focus on soul food. Folks of people of color, when they go there and they have a, a specific item, you know, there are certain things like like you mentioned mac and cheese or collard greens or whatever greens that they are serving. Those are the things that kind of help you determine, is this actually going to be a place that it can really be called soul food or, you know, can consider it soul food or if it's just soul food focused or inspired or something, but where is a flavor that goes in it? Um, and like you mentioned, uh, Ms. Harris, flavor or seasoning is from my understanding or appreciation is what makes it that type of food or that is a soul that goes into the food um my show as i mentioned talked we talked on the subject of cultural appropriation again not being negative towards that uh you know right um other restaurants but again um we want to encourage others to make sure that, hey, if you see something or have some type of idea that you'd like to, especially when it comes down to food wise, this is a busy day. <laughs> uh, we have another have another call. Give me one second. OK, so <laughs> things interesting things happen uh, when you're alive, um, I think. Because I can't figure out uh, what's actually happening. <laughs> anyway, uh, caller, please call back. <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's been, it's busy. The, that's 651-200-3479. Uh, again, I apologize if I missed your phone call, but uh, please feel free to uh, give us a call back. And I promise that we'll uh, get you on the air. Uh, yeah, that was... That was funny. Um, I'm a I'm a soul worker right now. <laughs> I'm trying to push a lot of buttons. <laughs> anyway, I want to go back to a little bit. Oh, there's the phone uh, call. There's that phone call. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so sorry, caller. I'm not sure what happened. That's crazy. You all heard the phone ring, didn't you? Yes. I'm like. We just took a call a second ago. Oh no! Anyway, uh, I don't want to throw have that throw my my show, <laughs> sort of. Uh, but go please go make sure make sure yeah your point the for us by us. I think a lot of it, it too is we don't have the opportunity to do it. I know there's a lot of you know African Americans that would love to have their own soul food restaurant in their own neighborhood, right? But it's having the opportunity to actually obtain it. You know, that doesn't come around a lot. You know? Exactly. Um, when it comes down to, I guess, you're, you're, you're doing, you, 
considering your demographic, um, the neighborhood that you're going to be in and so forth, a place like other places that uh, consider soul food or whatever, pricing, uh, thinking of the type of demographic that they are catering to. Is that something that you take into consideration? Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. That was another thing people, you know, give me stuff for like, well, yeah, you know, if you went out to Edina, you could have charged, you know, $8 more per plate or, you know, this, that. But being on the east side of the community, growing up, knowing there's a lot of middle class families, you need affordable meals. You don't want to overprice your food, especially coming from the neighborhood. You know, growing up in the neighborhood, you know how it is, you know. Right, exactly. But just to, to add to that, um, I used to have my desserts in an uh, Eastside uh, restaurant, Pappy's. Okay. And all my desserts are from scratch. They wanted me to cut the prices and because they could go to Sam's Club oh, and get boy. a chocolate cake for $6, where mine was from scratch and I was charging a different price. So I had to make the decision, am I gonna cut the price and to me, cut my value or keep it moving, and I decided to keep it moving. I think you need to you need to be paid what you're worth. And then also understand when it is time to make that change or exactly. to not really. I won't say cut your losses, but yeah, maybe yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, cut their losses. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, hmm. Sorry, I feel bad about the phone. <laughs> it's like it's it's dying over here. Uh, I need. I feel that we need to talk a little bit more about the soul food. Um, what does you made? A, a, I think it was in on your website or something in reference to Mama's Kitchen. Oh no, it was an article that I read. Um, I believe it was on the East Side or maybe Lilydale News. Yep, Lily News. Yep. Um, you made a statement, uh, a phrase that was I felt was really important by saying you know, basically putting love in the food. What does that mean um, for for both of you? So if you could... One way to look at it, like, you could have, somebody can make the same exact greens, you know, as your mom. You know, you go to some places, same flavor, same exact technique, everything. Something about having it made from your mom with that love, it's just going to taste better. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, if a five-star chef made it, your mom, you're just going to feel right. like it was made with love. It was made with soul. Exactly. Ms. Harris, you feel the same way? Yeah, and I think it's when it's, when you talk about your mother, and I, my mom passed two or three years ago. So when she made the food, she made it because, you know, like I said, out of love, and she was preparing that for someone that she loved. I think when you're cooking soul food, it's the same. I'm cooking for my family, for my kids or relatives. I know that these are people I love. Right. And I want to give them excellence. So that's how I cook. See, that is... Uh, and that's the reason why I brought I brought out that point. Um, I've always asked all of my guests, um, no matter what nationality or ethnicity they are, do they feel that they're that each culture has their own soul food? Um, and one, I had a Native American friend um, and guest. She was like, "Yes, definitely. I believe that there is. I mean." Yes, of course, you know, a lot of times when you hear the word soul food, it's, you know, regulated, if you would, to African-Americans and so forth. But really, when you are a person is showing love 
to a group of people that they're feeding or whatever, they're putting their heart and their soul into that meal. And it is very important uh, to consider your emotions, your feelings or whatever for that particular time that you're actually doing the preparation. Um, there is a movie, and I'm not sure if you're familiar, or you probably are, uh, I think it's like Water for Chocolate, I think, or well, basically it was a young woman that, you know, when she, certain emotions that she was going through, um, it would basically come out in, come out in her food or her or, or the food that she was actually preparing. Yes. And then other people would actually feel those same emotions, whether she was sad, they would know, you know, well, whatever meal that um, they prepared, that something's come over them that, gosh, you know, they're feeling a little bit melancholy or so forth. And I personally believe that. Um, is that something that you feel that chefs, um, can they be having a bad day and then they still have to go into work, but it's still, it shows in their food that something's off or maybe the chef is having a, a, a off day. Yeah, definitely. And going to the, what you say, like feel and taste, like even to this day, I could have a, a recipe that I haven't had from my mom maybe for 15 years and happen to have it and try it. And it's just like, oh man, brings back memories of my mom or right. to a certain house we lived in as a childhood. It's like, oh, I remember mom made this on 4th of July in 1999, you know, just like that. Exactly. And, and those are the type of things I think when you have a meal and you are considering, you know, that what type of memories it brings back, uh, especially if you've lost um, loved ones and so forth. You remember having a specific type of meal uh, brings those memories to the forefront and uh, causes you want to, you know, I, I love this food. This is something that um, my heart is in it. And you want to continuously have that all the time. Miss um, Harris, when you talk about because um, I've been at uh, your Thanksgiving dinners every yes. now right. <laughs> and for uh, my friend here, Miss Harris, she it's a all it's an all day thing because it starts in the morning and then goes all the way to the evening. But yes. I mean, it's a it's a production. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yes. I don't mean that in a because uh, you do breakfast, you do. I guess you could call, you want to say brunch, and then you know it goes all the way through dinner and everything. Yes. Um, is there a favorite item that you like to make when you are having large groups? Oh, that it varies. Okay. It varies. If it's my kids, those that I gave birth to and those that I claim, <laughs> it's, it's the dressing, roast, greens, macaroni and cheese, candy yams, and then probably like four or five desserts. That's just for my kids and my extended kids. Gotcha. So. That just made me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Any bread pudding? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's your special. <laughs> By the way, my birthday is coming up. So. I know. Yes. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> uh, By the way, Mama's Kitchen has banana pudding on the menu. Uh-oh. Well, see, there you go. Mm. Do you have both kinds? No. Okay. Okay, let's see. Let's, we're going to try this again. We're going to try it again. I think. Please. We have a phone call. Give me one moment. Well, we have been trying to do that. We took a call, and for whatever reason, it is not working now. Uh, I'm not sure why that is. And I feel like I'm missing phone calls, really important phone calls. <sighs> Live 
on air. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> folks. I am so sorry. Uh, and I have no idea what's happening. Anyway, we, we need to continue on. I tell you live, what things that happen on live, and you they've never happened before. So anyway, I apologize. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Here is the telephone number once again, 651-200-3479. And I'm not sure if, because uh, it's always coming out on line one, I mean line two, and why, for whatever reason, it's not answering. So I apologize. Can't figure out why that's not happening, why that's can't switch over. Anyway, getting back to our conversation, um, I, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I know I've given out the number, and if I, I will keep trying to. Uh, get you on the air but uh, if I miss you again my apologies um, I think there's just probably some technical issues that we're having here in the station anyway uh, again getting back to our conversation um, I forgot my point <laughs> I'm a little flustered that phone call or I can't get anybody on the call um, please tell us about uh, your soft opening yeah, it's a plan for uh, June 7th, which is my mother's birthday. Oh, so, so it's going to be, it's yeah. a very special. Yeah, definitely. It's a very oh, my special goodness. Day. Uh, we're having a block party, um, free samples and stuff for the whole neighborhood. Uh, Mayor Melvin Carter will be there for the rib ribbon cutting. That's going to be awesome, dude. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we planned a grand opening um, two to three weeks after that. We'll release the date soon. Okay. Grand opening. Well, wow. Um, thank you for just telling the community about the soft opening. And yeah, that's a, you know, it, it, I think it means even more for you as well as for the community to come out and support yeah. because it's a very special and day for you. The response from the neighborhood has been great. I mean, from every East Side Council and everybody I come across, it's been great. That's Can't wait. Inviting me to the neighborhood, welcome me to the neighborhood. Can't wait for me to come. So it's. Exactly. Well, you you definitely going to have support, um, you know, from at least I know folks, a number of folks from here, from the radio station and from the community are, are going to come out and, and support you more than ever. Um, we are not done, but we have a, a lot more show to go. But um, I'm, I wish I, could, I had a commercial break so I could kind of figure out the phone situation because. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I feel like I'm missing phone calls. And again, I so, I so apologize. Please try again uh, if and we'll hopefully get the phone situation figured out. But uh, it is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. Do you, Miss Harris, have any type of uh, food events that uh, you're going to be making a, any type of pastries or anything for? Not yet, but pastries are made every week at the house. So you're welcome, either one of you, yeah. to come get some. So, yeah. um, in, in touching on that, um, do you do you want to talk about your business a little bit or that you your, your pastries and, and so forth? Well, I haven't really done a lot okay. in the last year. Okay. Kind of going through some, some personal things and some health issues. Oh, okay. But I'm hoping to get it back started. Okay. Know, um, 
it's not on the scale of, as chef here, but maybe one day I'll, I'll get there, <laughs> Lord willing. But, you know, I usually do stuff for my church, okay. you know, weddings or, you know, birthday parties. I, I did do some, uh, I did a cake <laughs> for that fed like 75 people, turtle chocolate cake for a birthday party, so... I'm breathing heavy. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, y'all have to have that uh, turtle chocolate cake. Just telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Next it's, time. Next time. It's really good. So. It's really so. good. Well, you know, hello. You know, now you know where to find me. That is true. You're not that far <laughs> from me. So, yes. Exactly. But I did want. I did want to uh, touch on one thing. Yes, it's, please. As far as when when the chef was talking about his soft lunch lunch. Mm -hmm. We as a community, African Americans, need to learn how to support right. black-owned business. Exactly. You know, um, you have you can go to a uh, I'll say like an Applebee's, mm -hmm. have one bad experience, but pretty soon you're going to go back to Applebee's. Of course. When it comes to our African American businesses, we as a, a people seem to get oh I've had a bad experience. I'm never going back. I'm not supporting them. But it could be someone else of another color, and we will continue to go back there. We need to support our, our black-owned businesses. Mm, that's a great point. Uh, Definitely. Chef, you want to add to that? Another thing that is, I've seen our picture one day, like support black business without asking for a discount. That's another thing. Right. Oh, he didn't let me get it on this price, so his food's nasty. And like you said, in the black community, community it's a lot of that. You know, One person doesn't like the food, and they tell everybody, hey, you know, it's right. not all good to go there. See, that's not, uh, I'll say, fair or good, you know, especially if we're as much as we are in the atmosphere and environment that we are in um, right now. Um, we won't talk about political stuff, but just saying community wise, if we're supposed to be upbuilding and everything. It is about coming out and supporting, um, you know, a, another a black business. Um and I think that's one of, and again, speaks to why we feel it's important to say thank you for being willing to come, be in the East Side community. I mean, we do have this is a very diverse community very, over here on the diverse, East Side. Um, but you know, again, being that you know it largely you know is African American over here as well, um, support is needed yes. uh, within the community and. Um, one of the things that this radio station in general does actually is out there trying to uh, encourage individuals to support black businesses or to, you know, just be engaging more into the community because that's that is an important part of what is going to make uh, our neighborhoods, our communities successful is building the wealth within the community. And again, only by doing is that going to a black owned business and saying hey we're here to support you financially as well as physically sometimes or you know and it's funny on the east side you you see it in almost every other ethnicity like you see Payne avenue you see how the latino community has yes, right. built Very up much all so. the store for you see how the monk community has built up and so i feel like it's our turn now you know right exactly now and that's a, that's again another point to speak on and I'm glad that you brought that up too. Um, how important it is because it seems like it's lacking. Uh, it, it, is. it is. It is. It is. It's definitely lacking because even in the, the communities that you mentioned, you see them. They support. They encourage their own. Right. It seems like we are the only race, African Americans, that don't do that. 
and mm. we need to because if no one else supports us who will well, who will even if it you know like i know people like say a guy will go with his friend even though it's a little bit more you know but keeping it in his community he doesn't mind paying extra a little bit here there to you know keep it in and going with the cheap guy out of his neighborhood that you know doesn't know him or right. stuff like that right right you know um i know we at you before while when we first before we started the show we had kind of a brief conversation about you asked if i um just focus on african-american um you know cuisine and so forth and i i told you no and i i meant that um because i love a wide variety of different types of cuisines um when i do see you know like a business and i'm just going to use the the cuisine rather than naming the business um a seafood boil there there's a seafood boil that is in a very affluent part of (laughs) the city or i'll say in saint paul and then there is one well two actually that i know of that are in um i'll say the neighborhood where literally you know not far from where i live um i feel um, this is just my own opinion i feel more comfortable going to the ones that are in my neighborhood rather than the one that is in the more a bit affluent um area and the reason again just my opinion i'm quite sure the food is very good i've even spoken and encouraged others to go there i do plan to go there but there's just something about going to a restaurant or someplace that's within your neighborhood and you know you might meet somebody or be able to just freely talk with somebody about the food or even comment uh gosh this food is so good you know and then somebody on the next table is gonna be like man yeah have you had this have you had that that's the type of interaction that i really appreciate because it shows for me a sense of community and people are willing to come together and enjoy good food in the neighborhood yeah definitely that was another reason wanted to open on the east side knowing the diverse community and being able to have the all the communities come together and i have a you know i've been in this culinary world 12 15 years now and got a good reputation got a lot of clientele you know i was a a reference on the chief of police's resume five years ago you know i have a lot of friends and business partners within the city and they're all going to be coming to the restaurant it's going to be a big you know mix of people coming to the restaurant so it'd be nice to see those barriers broke down if you would and exactly have everybody eating together of all days when i'm getting phone calls and everything it's not working <laughs> i'm so sorry oh man um i think i i'm not i don't i don't even know what to say i've never had this problem before i'm uh i think it's if her name was yvonne yvonne young probably i'm sorry i'm telling people's name out on the air uh, sorry <laughs> but uh caller i am so sorry honestly um literally you all <laughs> i have proof i have my uh guests here in the booth and you know for whatever reason we took a call before and did not have a problem why are we having issues right now i don't know um that's probably better we'll try this again 
Hello, caller. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to WEQY. You're on the air with uh, the Ambuji Foodie and my two guests. Uh, tell us your name and where you're calling from. My name is Virginia, and I'm calling from St. Paul. Uh, hi, Virginia. How are you? I'm good. Uh, what Do you have a question or a comment? No, just a comment. Um, congratulations on the restaurant, and I'm looking forward to eating some good soul food here in Minnesota. Well, thank you so much. And, of course, Chef, that's for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, have you experienced or gone to any other maybe restaurant that uh, is maybe focusing on soul food? Oh, yeah. I've tried um, a couple. And, oh. um, I've been down south, so I've had you know fair share of other things. Understood. Well, we appreciate your support, and I'm quite sure you're going to come out to that uh, soft opening on June 7th. Um, it's a really important day for Chef Cavill and uh, that opening of Mama's Kitchen. So thank you so much uh, for your phone call. Yes, definitely. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Okay. That worked out. Yay. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, you know, that... Um, so glad we got that worked out there. I don't know. It was on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit geeked because of that because uh, we were having so many issues right now. Anyway, uh, uh, thank you all so much for being here. You know, we still have about another 10 minutes or so, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to maybe uh Give a shout out to anybody that you'd like to or just, you know, reminders about um, the restaurant. And uh, what about any social media that would be? Yeah. So there is a Facebook page for Mama's Kitchen. You can put in a search bar. It will pop up Mama's Kitchen. Uh, you can RSVP to the soft opening. Uh, so far, we have about 600 people saying they're coming out. Oh, wow. wow. So we're uh, getting a permit for a block party and I'm do it real big over there. So hope to see everybody out. Awesome. Do you have any like flyers, anything that I could take with me that I could pass out? I don't, but if I get your contact info, I can bring you some Monday. All right, there you go. That would be awesome. And maybe um, I could give you our contact here, and then I'll be more than happy to put them here in the radio station too. So um, you could definitely get it out to the community and even talk about it a little bit further um, as the weeks come up. Definitely, Um, I'd love to come back. uh, Oh, please. Uh, Man, that would be an honor, actually, to have you on too. Um, again, I really hope that uh, we are we're we're gonna see each other again, and um, you'll see me in your restaurant. <laughs> trust me, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, um, it, you know, I I gotta say this, and I I don't get a chance to um, talk to a lot of chefs and so forth. Um, and I'm gonna ask you a question too. I don't consider myself a food critic. I consider myself a person that, you know, just likes to go out and enjoy food. And then I talk about it on the air, share it within the community. Have you had maybe food critics or individuals come into some place that you've uh, maybe had your food or your cuisine and just really try to pick apart everything that you've done? No, I mean... okay. I've worked a lot of catering and sports entertainment. I've been in sports arenas, you know, Tim Wolves, Minnesota Wild, um, down in West Palm Beach, Florida for the Houston Astros, Miami Marlins. So I've I've only dealt, I started in the restaurants years ago. I've worked in a few restaurants throughout the years, and I've had critics come through, but it's always been good. Oh, stellar. Yeah. Of course. A few times they have came through. I I, I think I was trying to also um, point out that... um, 
not everybody that is a foodie is uh, carrying on that uh, any type of airs about them because I'm I'm not a critic. I, I think that's kind of like confusing by some folks. And when they hear the word foodie, they're like, no, you know. Yeah, it goes back to like you were saying, a lot of people you know, don't invite you or have you come out because they don't know you and they think, oh, he's a food critic. I don't want to, you know, they don't have confidence in their food for you to come out. So they're like, uh. Yeah, well, you know, and, you know, I... I, I don't blame them because maybe they've had a bad experience or whatever, but I know for my show and what I talk about, you know, it's always on the positive and trying to, you know, really share the information with folks out in the community so that they know more about different um, restaurants and so forth. Um, I want to uh, ask, uh, I saw probably it was either not Instagram, but it was on Facebook, meal prep. Yes. Yep. There is a now. Now I have a couple personal um, meal prep clients. I do have a, you know professional athletes here in the local Twin Cities, Tim Wilson Vikings and whatnot. But uh, we're building our meal prep through Mama's Kitchen also. It's okay. Be part of the website. So rolling out maybe a few months after the opening of Mama's Kitchen will be a meal prep option also. Okay. And, and that will that consist of the items that are on the menu, or will no, you have specific? There will be a specific meal prep menu okay i got it miss harris uh anything that you'd like to maybe a shout out or two or maybe yeah. there's shout yeah. out to my children <laughs> anthony ariano aseya and osriana and my guy tony so and and my my sisters renee and jackie my brothers <laughs> az and patrick there you go <laughs> love you guys <laughs> thank you all so much uh, I'm quite sure that you're they're listening and everything. And if not, you'll have an opportunity to um, hear the show once again, because it is even though it is a live show. Yeah, as crazy as it has been with the phone, <laughs> uh, I'll have it recorded. And so that, you know, folks will have an opportunity to um, uh, to listen in more convenient time or so forth. Um, we are nearing the end of the show, but I just want to kind of once again thank you all both for being here um oh my goodness uh those that i've tried to call i so apologize that we've not had an opportunity um if you want to try again you can in the next three minutes or so <laughs> and you want to just probably you know congratulate uh um, chef cavill for being here uh and for providing us with an opportunity to have real soul food <laughs> uh yeah in the east side community you can do so i'll give you probably three minutes and that's about it <laughs> then we're gonna go but 651-200-3479 again 651-200-3479 um it just reminding you that you have an opportunity always to uh, listen to the Ambuji Foodie on every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, I again am here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. You know, it's a it's a Saturday. I am slowly getting back into uh, you know telling you about more restaurants and definitely about um, uh, uh, farmers markets. So in the upcoming weeks, aside from all the you know other festivities that I'm going to be telling you about, uh, please make sure that you tune in each week so that you find out where your nearest farmer's market is or the different items that are available through your nearest farmer's markets. But then new restaurants um, will get back into uh, more of Get Your Groupon. <laughs> 
I know you've been missing out on that. I know you have. Um, but as we are coming to the top of the hour, uh, again, I want to just provide you with some information about following me on either on Facebook, which is the Unbuji Foodie. Uh, definitely my website, which is www.theumbujifoodie.com. Uh, and um, also, you know, I'm always engaged or try to be engaging with the community. So if you have questions, comments, um, definitely feel free to leave me a message um, by or email, if you would, um, theunbujifoodie at gmail.com. That, you know, those are all the different avenues uh, that uh, you have to get in contact with me or just follow me and find out what I've been up to. Uh, if you like food and you like pictures of food, the at uh, Instagram it is the underscore unbuji foodie. Uh, you could drool over some stuff. It's it. I, I am is the person that's taking the picture. It's the food really that kind of speaks for itself. So anyway, uh, once again, I really want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in today, Chef Cavo, Chef Demar uh, Demarco Cavo, and Miss Cynthia Harris, Mrs. Cynthia Harris, sorry. Miss. Thank you. I get in trouble. I'm trying to be respectful, but you know. Uh, Miss Harris, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. It's been always a pleasure uh, in uh, having everyone uh, uh, in or listening to the show. So I definitely want to, uh, again, encourage you all um, to make sure you're listening to the show uh, every week uh, right here on WEQI. Uh, next week's show is probably going to be a surprise. <laughs> it's just, I'm not sure what's happening there. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> thanks so much again uh, for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Uh, until next time, folks, peace. Sit down with the unbougie food day.